Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness. And we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet. Oh. <laughs> Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. All right. We got you covered, Jamie. You Good covered morning. today? I'm Good morning. I'm covered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm all covered. I'm a little vacationed out. I've been on vacation for the past five days. So okay. I'm just kind of coming in here just coming, today. Just coming in bit, from Mexico? Yeah. Yes. From Mexico. to wine, From wine country. And nice. it's like, you wonder why they have a wine country that you never hear about their wine. There's a reason why. Why? The wine's really nice. Not that good. Oh, yeah. You know, that's <laughs> just not that good. I'm, so I'm sorry. I was trying to remain quiet, but that was funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so guys, we're going to jump in. Jamie, we have an amazing guest today, and we're going to jump right in this because we don't want to leave him out anymore. I mean, this guy. Our, <laughs> you start giggling. Our guest today is a former running back and TV analyst who played the majority of his career with the LA Raiders and finished his career with the Kansas City Chiefs. He also has the distinction of being the only player to have won the Heisman Trophy, an NCAA. NCAA National Championship, the Super Bowl, and be named NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2003 and still looks like he could crash through the defensive line and score touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, this guy's a beast, man. He looks great, by the way, right now. Please welcome NFL legend of the show, Marcus Allen. Woo! Hi, Marcus. Nice. Uh, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much yes. for coming on our show. I, I can't wait to hear what I'm going to say. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So, guys, we're going to prep today. Right? This is going to be a first one. Marcus yes. goes... I don't know shit about relationships. I don't want to talk about relationships. So we're going to spin this just for a No, I'm in, I'm in a relationship. Well, I've been in it for a really? long, long time. Yeah. Is, oh, I didn't know that. We'll have an eight-year-old son, wow. and that is the world, the world. Yes. Everything I do. Yeah. I love this. Uh, every choice I make, every decision I make, is it's it's for him. Mm-hmm. Kids make and a huge so, change in, dis- in making decisions in our lives, doesn't it? Well, do you feel that way now? When you, 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 when you grow up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And Should you understand that. that they did not ask to come. Right. Yeah. So I owe him everything. I love that. I, he owes me nothing. I brought him here. He, I owe him everything that I can do for him. So, And it's not a sacrifice. It's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. The day when you decide to have a child is like, it's not about you anymore. Right. And so, so I, my I, mom said something on that note she, when she said the fact that when I um, got married and she, when we had our first child, she goes, 
I, she goes, I'm not your priority anymore. This is your, this is your family. They come first. I come secondary now. And you feel like, because you know, it's my primary family. I was like, Oh wow. Like I was like, are you kicking me out mom? You know, it's like, but, (laughs) but basically it's like, she's saying, no, I, like you just said, you know, we didn't ask to bring that child in this world. It's our responsibility to make this child be the most magnificent kid he can be adult or person human providing with the toolkit that he could uh, Mm -hmm. go on and lead a productive uh, life or do whatever he wants to do right Uh, right now uh, we homeschool him he doesn't go to school you know one I didn't want him wearing a mask all day long and and secondly, I'm not real thrilled with the uh, curriculum either. Okay. So, yeah. I'm right with you. Yeah, there. he goes to a place called Kumon twice a week for math and reading and stuff. And I got to tell you, he's learned a lot more from us. I'm sure. Hanging with us. And, and we are very direct with him. We don't candy coat things and okay. stuff. And he, um, he, he has an opinion at eight years old already. So. I love it. Does he travel yeah. with you? Yes, we occasionally take trips. Our last trip together was the uh, Cincinnati-Alabama football game. Okay. Uh, and we always have a blast and stuff. Uh, but he's still a mama's boy, so I got to, you know. Well, you got to expect that. It's good that. cop, I mean, bad cop. I mean, it's like, on, dad's always the bad right? cop. Thank you know, it's like, all I do is say no. It's like, oh, dad is mean. <laughs> but do you, you want to go in there saying no, or do you sit there and look at him and go, like, you know, I was there. I know exactly Wait. what you're asking me, and I was there. It is so hard when, you know, what, first of all, you always say, you know, when, when you, you know, you become a parent, you're going to be this way. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, once you become a parent, <laughs> it's like it's so hard to be exactly what you said you were going to be and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, he's my only child, right? Okay. And uh, it's kind of hard not to, you know. Give him everything he wants. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. what is the, the point is to, to, to have your child have a better life than you, right? And so, and I've had a pretty good life so far, but I still want him to be, you know, free. That's my, my the, 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 the first and foremost. I want, I want him to be like in a that. free world yeah. and do whatever he wants to do without limitation. Right, and sky's the limits. Inalienable rights to, you know, to do it every, every single thing that he wants to do. So can I ask you a question on homeschool? And you had mentioned you said you had started it um, when COVID started. Was he in school, normal school at that point before he got homeschooled? No, we had just moved from uh, Illinois to Georgia and uh, he was going to go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then obviously, you know, that that started and um, and we said, no, he's going to be with us. How do you pick your curriculum for them? That's, you know, I, I was on a podcast and um, with Amy Weber and she actually homeschools her children who are twins. And she said that um, there's a um, there's I guess there's different curriculums and programs that you can use. But she decided to add her own little spin on a couple of things. Do you guys do that as well? We don't have a formal curriculum. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's in education. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I, I mean? agree. So yeah. every time he asks a question, we give him an honest answer and he's very inquisitive. He's always asking questions and stuff. And. So I mean, every time we go out, it's an it's an experience, right? We try to create experiences for him where he can learn something, right? Interact with people or go to a place. He actually went to the Georgia uh, Guidestones. Okay. And I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but those are stones. I don't know who put them out there, but (laughs) it basically reads that uh, in order in order to have a sustainable planet, it needs a half a million people. Interesting. Yes. Wow. So he, you know, I mean, he, you know, he looked at that. Uh, he, he got a photograph with it, and he stood there, and he looked at it, he read it and stuff, and he started asking questions. I was going to say, he's got to be super inquisitive with you guys yes. all the time, since you give him it, that freedom. It, it's a must. Mm-hmm. It's a must. Yeah. yeah. Which, because we that's don't, growth. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
And yeah. again, we don't candy coat anything. We just tell him uh, like it is. And uh, I think that's the best way to be. Okay. Restaurants, do you let him pay for the meal, figure out the tip? I give him the credit card, uh, you know, but he'll he'll hand it to the lady. Yeah. And then, uh, I always did that with yeah. my girls. I'm we like, try right, to, what are we yeah. tipping? I so, love that. Yeah, just no, he te- everything's like a, a lesson. Maybe at eight, not yet. But. Yeah, once, yeah, he's he's not there yet because he's, uh, he'll, <laughs> where's the phone, Dad? Can I have your phone? Can I borrow your phone? It's like, it, it's such uh, a, you know, it's like he learns a lot from him, but at the same time, it's such a distracting tool. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness, yeah. man. It's like, Drake, pay attention. Right. Send the phone all the time. <laughs> pay attention. Do you guys put a monitor on that, by the way? You yeah, know, like we, we try, okay. you know, we try to and okay. stuff, but it's, uh, you know, he's, you know. Right. I feel like it's 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 usually the child, though, because when I was growing up and, you know, like my ex and I, she was, was always like trying to put a time limit on, you know, electronics and things like that. And I was like, I grew up on that stuff and I, I learned so much. Like one of my favorite things to do even now, it's like I research the shit out of everything. and I He love, does. That's you know? what he does. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, if he doesn't understand the word, yeah. I mean, he'll... He'll, you know, he'll he'll type it in and right. Google it and stuff, and you go like, you know, read it. Back. So it, he 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 certainly learns a lot from it. But yeah, obviously, you know, he he focuses a little too much on it where he okay. doesn't pay attention. I said, Drake, do this. <laughs> and he's like, Drake, do it. What? What'd you say, Dad? And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you take your. You had mentioned she had mentioned something before. You take your kids' phones. Um, oh when yeah, when are, they were little. That was like when they were young. So. They just had, they weren't allowed any social media um, until they got to like a certain, I was just a lot stricter. I was a single mom. So I felt like I had to yeah. be, there was but no I meant dating for quality until time though, for your quality time. Oh yes, time, no though. phones in the car. Yeah. So that's time to like converse. So no music, no radio. We just talked. And then at eight o'clock, the phones got plugged in in my room. What is the first gift we give to our kids? Ooh. I mean, for, for me, my, if I could give my gift, if I could give one gift to my kids, it would be. Um, to serve others or empathy. It's like a toss-up between the two. I think like serving others is probably number one. Well, for me, um, it was a good name. Oh, okay. Ah, that's a good one. Right. His name is Drake Connor Allen. I wanted to give him a strong name. Okay. Right. Didn't want to give him some crazy name where people... Look at a resume, and they just don't like the name, and they just slide oh, it across right. the room, or it's yeah. too hard to pronounce. That or something. Is, yes. you know what? That's a really strong yeah. So, name. Yeah, so it's like give him a good name. I didn't want him to have mine. Okay, right, because I wanted him to be his own person. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't want that pressure on him. And there's so many years, of, you know, um, apart from you know when I had him and when I stopped playing and stuff, that that wouldn't be an issue and stuff. But I wanted him to be his own person, and. The first thing we do, I felt like, is give him a good name. So where know? does Drake come from in your when, when you thought of that? There him? was really um, Lauren liked the name Drake. Okay. And so I liked the name Connor, right? I and so we kind too. of, uh, yeah. so we said Drake, Connor, Allen. So okay. it, it, it just kind of worked perfectly and stuff. So If it was a girl, did you have that mapped out as uh, well? No. Okay. No. I okay. remember the day that um, Lauren had two boys from a previous marriage and stuff. And so she always wanted a girl. And my first child, and you know, but I was hoping for a boy. Yeah, right. Really didn't, really didn't elaborate. Still on giving very those much. nose marks if it was a girl. <laughs> Would you well, still be so giving we're, those nose? We're, yeah, we're driving in a car. <laughs> probably not. Probably get melted every, you know, in the palm of her hand every right. single day. But I remember her driving. Uh, I was driving, and she was sitting in the passenger seat, and we um, 
had the doctor on speakerphone and stuff, and the doctor gave us, you know, good news that everything is normal and stuff, everything's fine and stuff. And then it was almost like a drum roll. Do you guys want to hear the sex? And um, we said, of course. And all of a sudden she said, it is a male, right? And I'm driving. I'm looking straight ahead, guys, <laughs> right? And all I did was glance like that because I know she wasn't going to be happy because right. she really wanted yeah. a girl. But on the inside, it was like the 4th of July. But I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just kept driving like that. <laughs> See, I feel like most guys feel what he just right there. It's, 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 it's come no, it's on. Everybody, yeah. Right. Once. So for me, by the way, I knew I was only having girls for some reason. <laughs> really? The guys were always like, you're going to have a boy? I go, dude, I just know it's going to be girls. And like, so my kids are five years apart. And okay. I knew each one was going to be a girl. But we gave our second child, like, a, 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 a Draja's name. So her okay. name is Blake. Okay. Our first child's name is Sky, but Blake Von Lewis is because I just wanted, you know, I want a strong right. name for the second child. But I also wanted Andraja. I don't want to just have another girl name. I want something that can flip both sides. And she's the epitome of that. She's eight years old as well. Okay. So, yeah, but you think about it. How many, I mean, you always like for business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if it's like interviewing and something like that and they're looking at the name, it's like, just either too difficult to pronounce. Uh, pronounce or it's too ethnic or something. They right. just kind of like slide it over to the table yeah, without really even looking that. at it. So you want to give them a name that obviously people can pronounce, but something that I, that you would hope would fit him as well down the road right. and stuff. Because a lot of times we give names that guys don't want to be recognized when they're 50 years old. True. And it's nothing worse than a, a, a kid you know, they want to be named, you call me this right. while they're growing up and they avoid at all costs the name that you gave them. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, we can't have that. So we got to, remember the, uh, the song that we're really dating ourselves, but remember the song Sue? I do. Call me Sue. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how could you call yeah. your son Sue? No, right? but, like, yeah. <laughs> I think what Marcus is saying, people out there is like, don't give your child a nickname that's going to be like some name that he will not want to stick with yes. about 50 years old. So. Right. You don't so. call your kids nicknames, do you? Well, I... Or even first, I mean, just I mean, the first I name. I do, because I didn't, I chose McKenna okay. because after the beach in, in Hawaii. So that's what I, and now I feel like there's so many McKennas. So I stopped calling her McKenna because okay. I'm like, I wanted your name to be like right. original, but beautiful. And now there's so many. So I just call her Ken's. Right. Or like Kenny, so she has like little nicknames. I didn't like my name growing up. You didn't? I no. didn't like yeah. my name either. Yeah. I hated my name. But now I, I mean I love okay. it. I mean Marcus yeah. sounds like it's character now, but and when I was a young I kid it was like Yeah, it's a strong thank name. you. But I was like yeah. um, Did you want which if I may say, what is your middle name? Did you go by that? Then? Lamar. No, okay. nobody called okay, me. Okay, gotcha. All right. So it's like uh Barry Lamar Bonds Got was it. another one. Yeah. Like Richard Lamar Dent. There's a couple of guys <laughs> with Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, the first name I didn't like. I okay. just thought it, God. You couldn't it, avoid it, though. It's, I was going to say, you didn't have a second name to go with if you didn't want to use it at that point. Yeah, I so. didn't want to use Lamar. Yeah. That was for sure. Yeah. So, But I, I always thought that was really important. Give him a good, strong name and stuff. And then, obviously, you know, there's a lot of things we, 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 we project under our kids. But we, you can't, um, no matter how much we love them, you can't project desire. Right and will and want unto them and stuff. We just hope that they have that, you know. The drive. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. preaching to the crowd right now. Like, I'm, yeah. so like one of my stories. So my my oldest daughter's on a volleyball team, fourteen, and like I'm, you know, I'm a sports guy as well. 
Marcus, I'm sitting there as a, just just watching her play, and she's warming up, and I start having anxiety. I have to call my ex-wife and go, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got to walk out of it. And I live, she goes, calm down. She goes, stop looking at it from a coach point of view. Look at it from a just from a spectator point of view. Yeah. I go, okay, I can get in there and do this because I was so stressed out for her because she was just kind of didn't have that will and that desire to be what I wanted. Yeah. So I had to take a different approach and was just like, yeah. I'm just a spectator. And right. it's, it worked for me yeah. because I had to let it all go and say, she, she's got to form her own path. Well, it's, yeah, we take it so personal, right? Yeah. Because it's our child and yeah. stuff. And we want them to do be the well. Best. Yeah, be the best and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, um, you know, as far as coaching him and stuff like that, I sometimes it's easier for somebody else to coach you. Yes. Yeah. I 100%. had to do that for my, yeah. my girls because I was so competitive and they just, my older one didn't have that drive. So it, it always bothered me. Okay. Um, so I had to step aside okay yeah i hear that so when, when you're when you were younger did um did you always have like that, that fire that discipline that drive yes i did you did so my even mother, at a young age yeah, yeah. my mother That's always said question. i was the first one out of the house for sports but the last one out of the house for everything else so <laughs> that's, that's what she said so that's a really good and question yeah, yeah. you know again um you know we talked about this early and stuff i said when you're born, you don't you you don't ask for certain things. You just you have what you have, right? right. And um, that's why I feel so fortunate because I was like, I didn't ask for talent. I didn't ask for skill. I didn't ask for you know uh, sound mind. I didn't ask for you know in, in, in intellect. I didn't ask for any of those things. But you you know you you have them and stuff. And I was glad I was always driven. I was ambitious again as a young mm-hmm. kid. And, um, you know, again, at 10 years old, making a decision on what side of the television set you right. want to be on. I said, I want to play and not watch. I mean, I was into it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, I uh, was watch guys on television. I knew what college they were going to. And then every time I saw something on TV, we would go outside and we tried to emulate it in our backyard and stuff. So it was real. I mean, yeah. it was like, you know, it was virtual reality to us. I mean, it was like I could touch it, taste it, I could feel it everything so and and that was not like son you got to be this way it's like right. that's what i had right like yeah. your parents didn't even have to were fight. there ever times though where you're like i don't want to go to practice um like why are you making me go no or... only, only when i get to the to, uh, you know when things start turning <laughs> bad with the raiders uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only yeah but when i was young no i mean i loved it i mean when you when you love it it's yeah. like yeah. no you don't even consider it practice or work i mean you just have a passion to be out there and stuff and so i love now, that yeah that, some kids just aren't that way though right. you, and then i see which i think if you make a commitment then you you need to fulfill your commitment so if you commit to playing for a year you're going to finish the year yeah, yeah. i agree with you there um, as well mm-hmm. so that's that was but, kind of uh, my stance but you see so many kids and the parents are constantly pushing 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 and then there's the kids that you see that light up that you know that yeah. they yeah. want to be there 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 uh, there's a lot of you know unfortunately there's a lot of uh, parents out there trying to uh, you know push their kids to live you know their dreams right. instead of the kids right. fulfilling their own and stuff and that's always something uh, i was really thankful uh, you know my father uh, he asked us to play baseball and we said no and he said okay no big deal so you did, you never had a secondary sport that you really enjoyed? Oh though. no, we 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 end up playing. Okay, but he asked us, and mm-hmm. we said no. Not until our friends down the street started to play. Gotcha. And then our dad, you know, um, the following year, he was want to play. We said yeah. Okay. So he didn't force us into right. it. He just let us, you know, uh, at our own time, sort of uh, gravitate towards it and stuff. And so it worked out. But you know, he was, you know, dad was a coach. 
mom was a team mother. I mean, so I mean, we had, and you know, I even though I have four brothers, um, well, three. I have a younger brother that was you know, 18 years older than and stuff. He came a little later, okay. and stuff, but we had three brothers. I mean, they showed no partiality. They were, you know, they would drop us off at practice, pick me up, go pick up my brother, go pick my other brother up, then my sister. And, wow. and wow. so, yeah, I always had that support. Man. Could you it's see like, yourself, you were talking about your drive and you're all like that thing when you wake up and you just like you said, you just love doing it every day. Yeah. Did your brothers have and your sister have that oh, drive as well? Yes. Everyone did. That's great. We all had yeah. the same drive. Yeah, that's and amazing. We all, you know, we played out in the backyard and we we're extremely competitive. Okay. And, and then we would, uh, growing up, we had this... Um, this family uh, down the street called the uh, the Kirkendalls, and they had like nine brothers and sisters and stuff. And you know, and, were they Mormon? And, huh? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, said, were they Mormon? They were, no, they were a black family, right? I'm thinking they, seven on seven. I haven't seen any black one. Mormons <laughs> at that time in '80 something, right? or like what seventy something growing up. But um, we would always uh, we were the the um, the Baltimore Colts. Okay, my brothers and. Uh, Myself and they were always the Green Bay Packers and stuff, and we would play out in the street, and we would um, would somehow, you know, would always beat them, you know, even though they had so much uh, fun. Yeah, and so again, it was like, I mean, we were out in the street saying, "I was this guy, right? I was this guy, I was this guy." I mean, and that's what we did, and so I hate to say it, I was Franco Harris right here. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> no, <laughs> Franco Harris, man. Dude, you no, because Pittsburgh was my team, and I was like, you know. hey, I can see why, man. And everybody loves Franco. What oh a great God. guy. He's one yeah. of my favorite people and stuff like that. So yeah, such a good dude. So I mean, listen here, great player, great person and stuff. So I can see why you gravitate towards him. And everybody loved the Steelers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just I was a big Franco fan, and then all of a sudden I remember because I was I was a kicker on my football team, so I became a um, Ray guy fan after that. You know, okay, for the, yeah, for the Oakland team for the Raiders. Well, I, I think Ray was like the first kicker ever like drafted. Like, that guy number was a one boss, or something man. Like that. Let me oh, tell yeah. you, yeah. I mean, I, my my whole style of kicking, like no. punting, was emulated after him. No, kickers do not get drafted number one. They don't. <laughs> it's, it's, I no, mean, no yeah. seriously, he got drafted number one. I think really? it was. right. Yes, he was died. That dynamic of a kicker, and then he was also the um, the the emergency quarterback. Well, he was the he was the third quarterback. I was the emergency in case. Okay. Ray, and I got to tell you, I love Ray, but I got to tell you a funny story, guys. We were we were playing the uh, after the uh, the Bears won the championship. We played them, um, or was it after we won the championship? We played the Bears in Chicago. Oh, and it was it it was actually um, considered um, the most physical game in NFL history. Wow. The most dangerous game in NFL history. And um, we lost uh, our first quarterback, Mark Wilson. And um, he hurt his thumb or something like that. Then the second guy came in was um, David Hum. Um, and he, he got really destroyed and really wasn't the same after that. And then the backup quarterback, the third quarterback, was Ray Guy. And they say, Ray, get ready. And Ray said, I'm not going in. <laughs> so I was the emergency I was quarterback. Say, so you got the- <laughs> no, well, I was getting ready to go in, but they, you know, they, um, I guess they shut up Mark's hand and numbed oh. it and stuff where he didn't feel it. And he came back in and finished the game and stuff. But imagine me against the, you know, the Bear defense. I was ready to put on some smaller. Um, right. Shoulder pads. I'm sensing shotgun formation the whole game at that point off for you, Marcus. At that no, point, so you no but I, I mean, I knew the plays. I mean, yeah. I can certainly, you know, we can run plays and I can uh, occasionally throw a ball here and there and stuff. But 
um, you know, if the, the, the pass rush would have gotten through, I think I could have, you know, avoided it and, and created some uh, some yards or maybe threw the ball down the field and stuff. So, because I was right. a former quarterback in high school, oh, so that's I didn't what know it that. was. Yeah, Jamie, do you ever have one of those days when you're feeling stressed, anxious, or just a little off? Whether it's created by finances or just the work day or just, quite frankly, anything in your relationship. Yeah, sometimes we have symptoms and we don't even realize. Like, for example, I can't sleep. Right. Overeating. I mean. Well, I mean, I get moody. When I get in those moods, I get really moody. And I know that I just don't want to talk to anybody or do anything. But I know that I need to talk to someone. So there's this site called BetterHelp.com. And at BetterHelp.com, it's a customized online therapy that offers videos, phones, and even live chat that you can speak with someone. Or if you don't want to have them on video, you can just turn the video off at the same time. But. For all of our listeners now, we'll give you, uh, it's an affordable in-person therapy. I think that's so amazing. So literally you just call in and set your appointment. Right. And for all of our listeners out there, we'll give you 10% off for the first month if you sign up right now. And all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash date intel. That's once again, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash date intel. D-A-T-E-I-N-T-E-L. I love it. So that's a... That was a funny Ray guy story. That's but. really funny. Ray, guy, that's my Ray said, I ain't, that's my jam. and I don't blame him. He says, I ain't going in. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. So what are you up to nowadays? What's, how's, how's life treating you? Life is good. Life good. is good. Um, just, just, I'm in the people business. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere I go, I mean, I build relationships. I build friendships and stuff like that. A lot of work has become... Uh, I've gotten a lot of work as a result of understanding that you're in the people business and stuff. Uh, do a lot of corporate speaking, uh, but mostly everything is sort of geared towards my my son. That's what right. I, what I do is I, I came out here for the Raider event. Okay, and I'm always on a red eye home because I want to be you know I want to get there in the morning when he can see me. Um, you know, has he come to any events with you as of late? Uh, no, okay. no, he's 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 never again. I try to avoid the the mask wearing. Yeah, um, right. You know, for him in particular. Um, because I mean, psychologically, I don't, you know, it's what we're doing to our kids, and yeah, and having to not not only uh, you know oxygen dep- dep- deprivation, but also just the fact that they have to wear these masks for almost two years. It's like, no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, it's, it's, my son's not wearing a mask. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They need the freedom. So, they need the yeah. Rhyme. And so anywhere mm-hmm. there, you know, is event that is um, required. I said, no, I prefer him not to go. Okay. And stuff. And now, uh, but we went to the game in, in Texas and. You know, no mass necessary right. and stuff. You just got to hit those and points so, on certain yeah. parts of the country. Yeah. yeah, you know. So that was that was that was. Uh, we had a great time and stuff. And so anytime we travel, we kind of like, you know, it's like you know, father son buddy buddy kind of thing, man. Love we that. just like, and I always, uh, you know, I, I just try to, you know, it, it's just a great feeling, man. Especially when your son tells you he loves him. Because every time, <laughs> listen here, I make it a point too. Because you know how many times I've heard. Uh, Guys in the league said they never heard that from their dad, right? And I always heard it from my father, right? Yeah. And so I always make sure that, let me tell you, that's one thing every day. I mean, he may get sick of it, but he'll never go without hearing his father saying he loves him. Oh, I love I that. Chills. I think yeah. it's important yeah. whether it's any child. No, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It all starts at home and stuff. If you don't have, obviously, the love at home, what do they do? They look for love somewhere else. They and do. most often, I always say, treat your kids like gas tanks. Fill them up every single mm-hmm. day, right? Right. 
But I know what I'm filling my kid up with, right? And the main ingredient is love, right? Love that. But it's and it's tough love too. It's it's encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's support. It's all those things, and that's what's really important. Right. So. Do you think having a child's changed your perspective at all on life, or is it well, still I was the self. Same? I was certainly selfish because I was, you know. It was just being single, and then, right. or even not necessarily single, but even in a relationship. And you, you kids just change everything. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know what I mean? I mean, and and in my world, unfortunately, because it's such a large part. You know, it's football has been such a large part. Of everything, whether it's a Super Bowl, right? Whether it's a golf tournament, it's all these events that you know. I, you know, yeah, it's around me, right? And being emotionally available and trying to go, you know, do something that she wants to do, right, is really important, you know, because again, everything sort of revolves around me, and you have to remember that you're not, you know, you're not in it by yourself. Right. That no man's, you know, an island, right? You're not here on this island by yourself. You're with someone, and you gotta obviously attend to her needs too, and things that she want to do. And okay. So. See, I'm going to toot your horn right now. You said something about where, you know, um, about the attention and making sure that, you know, when it's all about you and stuff like that, you had mentioned like, because of your corporate speaking and things like that, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to toot your horn. I think that, you know, you're an amazing presence in this world because of the fact that even though you would say it's about you, it really isn't because you're always, no. I feel like you're always giving, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, because when you're speaking publicly and doing all these events, you're there for them just yeah. as much as they are to see you. I'm, I'm always trying to connect. Yeah, with you're people. amazing. Right? So when it what comes is to that. the point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what is the point of having this conversation if we don't you know, like connect? connect exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. right. Because we're on this planet, right? And we're human beings, right? We're not robots. We're not, you know, people that are isolated anywhere. And again, nobody wants to be, you know, uh, somebody who's invisible. Right. We all want to be recognized. We all want to be acknowledged, right? And when I see people, I want to connect with them, you know? And you can't always do that. Right. But. The attempt is there. Even if I have to say no, I try to say it in a way I don't have the time. Unfortunately, I'd love to be nice about it of course, and stuff like that instead of blowing people off like, man, get out of here. It's always because we talked about earlier this young man that I met, right, who I became friends with and who's now unfortunately facing a um, um surgery, a brain tumor that he has, right? And I've known him since he was 12 years old and now he's 45. And when I first met him, um, his parents um, brought him to a game and it was his aunt uh, that said, okay, we're gonna get autographs. Uh, And you know what? And for some reason, well, not for some reason, I found out that uh, when I was at USC, he, his friends got an autograph for me after I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated after the Oklahoma game which was the second game of the year. And I signed the autographs and, and, and they went back and it showed him. And for s- some reason, he just became a huge Marcus Allen fan, right? Mm-hmm. And so finally, they got a ch- he got a chance to, to meet me, right? Okay. And his, his aunt pushed him towards me and he grabbed my leg and was crying and was oh, wow. holding my leg so tight, right? I couldn't help but just like, okay, you know, little guy. I mean, it was like, it was, you know, it was so genuine and so real. I ended up, you know, I brought him on the bus and I got him, you know, chance to meet all the other players and stuff like that. And you can see that his parents were down there just, you know, just glowing and beaming and stuff, right, as it was looking up. And then I brought him back down. I actually gave him a $10 bill and I signed it. I said, uh, Jason, be the best, Marcus Allen, right? And um, 
he had it framed. He has a uh, jersey. He has all these pictures of wow. he and I together. And uh, even his his parents said, uh, you had no idea the impact that you had on him. He would always refer himself as Marcus Mix, <laughs> right? And you little do you know, you know, there, there are people that are watching and the people that... Uh, vicariously I say play through you mm -hmm. and stuff. That's right. I want to be like you and so um it, it I, I've and I've also seen when people invest so much into you and when they finally meet you, uh, they get, you know, devastated by the fact that, you know, you you know, you either didn't acknowledge them yeah. or you were, you know, you weren't nice to them and how devastating it is to right. you. And unfortunately, so, like, and I know of your, you know, of someone of your stat status and stature, it's, it's that thing where it, it can't happen all the time. But I, I, no. I know that from what you just said from the story that you probably do as much as you can do. And the best part about what you just said is that you always say no. If you have to say no, it's always in a way that someone can understand yes, where it's not going to like, like completely just kill them. Listen here, if you, if you live by, listen, here, just because you've done more than someone doesn't right. make you better than someone, mm -hmm. right? And the fact that, I mean, I know a lot of people that that are, you know, that are like super wealthy, mm -hmm. right? And just the most normal people, you walk down the street and you see them, you would never know this right. because they're just like great people. That's how you should be. I mean, and then I always say by the grace of God, because it's like, again, you grow up, I didn't ask for any of this stuff. That's true. So I feel very lucky and fortunate. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of easy for me to... It's easy to get carried away too. Well, that's with people, that's but I mean, it, you got to, you know, easily you can come back and maintain perspective because I think if you uh, if you look at life in, in that manner, it's it's easy to do. It's, it's my, real it's, easy. It's my philosophy. This guy right here. Yeah. Um, I have a I've, off the side note. I have a little funny story that happened in Mexico. Something similar. <laughs> oh we just talked about. No, you're gonna laugh about this one. So I was with my group of friends and my girlfriend, and we're walking through this vineyard. All of a sudden, this guy goes, oh, my God, hi, hi, like that. And I'm walking off. Just like, hey. And all of a sudden, I'm walking away. And they go, he's following you. He wants you to come back. And they go, hi. And so he thought I was a, some celebrity basketball player. And he goes, yeah. he goes, which basketball player? I go, I'll be whoever you want me to be right now. Because he couldn't understand <laughs> English, but he was so happy. Oh. Except, right. I mean, on the verge of tears oh, yeah. almost. And I go, and I shot my photo with him a few times. And I walked in. I go, thank you. Because I love you. I love you. And all my friends are now going, High celebrity basketball, player. but I go. They go. What'd you tell me? I go. I just couldn't say no to him. I didn't want to burst his bubble. I listen here. I mean, I, I I'll admit this. Sometimes mm -hmm. I get mistaken for a mod shot. Right. And, uh, okay. And uh, Tony Dorsett, said for some reason Tony's like <laughs> much shorter than me and Chris Carter, right? But I try to be nice because I don't want them to say, "Oh man," and then they find out Chris Carter was an asshole. You know, thank you very like, much. Right. So I try to be okay. I'm Chris Carter. I'll be all right. I'll uh, be nice to you. Mark, even though my phone right now, even though I'm Marcus Allen, it's like you think I'm Chris Carter. I, well, you don't believe me? Okay, I'm Chris Carter. I'd be nice to him right. and stuff like Especially that. Especially when you just I don't, you're not. I know. Yes, when you tell right? them you're not, and they still think that. They way. still like, think that. Well, I said I don't want you know. Oh. Think Chris is a jerk and stuff. So or a mod or. Or Tony Dorsett, so it's right. Like, you know. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> that's, cool. that's really funny. No, but you just seem like you just like you just spread just joy everywhere you go, and I, and I like the uh, fact that you're talking about your son first and foremost. It's easy. Well, mm -hmm. to me, I mean, that's as a parent, it's like you you become third. You become, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I will drop it. I'm like, yeah, I know you would too. I would drop anything for my kids. So. Mm -hmm. Um, hell, before I came on the plane today, my my ex had surgery, and she's like, "You need to come watch the girls." It was on the books, and then we found out you were coming when I took right. this flight. I was like, "How am I going to get the girls to school 
and then get on the plane and then make here. <laughs> so I figured, but I figured it out though, because yeah. they come first. And I go, if yeah. that plane's late, I'm late. I go, I can't do anything about it because they come right. first in my life, yeah. you know? So, but it all worked out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. It always does. Well, I have to say, um, you put on an amazing event. Um, I met him. I don't know how many years ago was it? It was a while ago. It was yeah, it was yeah. a while back. But I feel like I showed up to this event. Okay. He, um, he throws a golf golf yeah. event. Um, I'm like a nobody, like coming in, like you know, just showing up to to hang out. And he made me feel so welcome. Everyone that you aligned yourself with, like I, I'll never forget to this day. I didn't know who. Byron Scott or Scott Byron oh, okay. was, yeah, okay. great, but he made guy. such an impression on me that I still like follow him to this day. Oh, that's great. He's gotten married. Um, He'll do your podcast, by the way. Really? Yeah, Brian. Oh, he's great. Byron Scott. Yeah, he's awesome. I like Byron man. Scott. Yeah. He. Good, um, good yeah. So I, you know, hung out with him for like half the day. You, but I feel like everyone that you've aligned yourself with, yeah. they were all so welcoming and amazing. You don't understand how, because I understand the, the value of time and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And and. and she, you know, and I was trying to take care of the people that came there, right? Okay. You know, some, you know, some monetary value, but not obviously what they were worth. So I realized they, they're giving of their time. So there's a charitable, you know, aspect to her that right. I really appreciated, right? And I, I got to tell you something. She was the nicest person, the most Aww. giving person. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I told, um, I told um, John that. When he mentioned uh, earlier, you know, about the the, the podcast, yeah. I said, "Are you kidding me? You better say a lot, you know, say hello yes. to her and stuff like that." <laughs> and I said, "I said, man, she was great. She was the nicest person." And you know, you asked me to do the show. I'm going to like, are you? I said, "What did I say? Are you kidding me? You think Aww. I'm going to say the no to you <laughs> after what you, uh, how nice you know Aww. you were, and, and how much time you give gave to my event, which is obviously trying to help kids and right. stuff like that." Right. I yeah. said, "Are you kidding me? Come on, I'm not going to say no to you." You're what a great too. event! Yeah. Are you still putting on? I'm actually listening. Here. Change, change things up a little okay. bit. It's my 20th year of doing the golf charity event. Yes. Wow. And wow. Um, that's great. I can't. I can't tell you who are kind of honoring this year oh, i was gonna I say just please let us know oh i can't though, <laughs> okay well i'll make yeah. it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but she's a tremendous tremendous uh you know athlete she's a um world-class person uh, she's an olympian and that's all i can say okay but, uh, okay she doesn't know she's getting she's coming to my event but she doesn't know we're gonna honor her oh that's wow. oh she's gonna be surprised that's amazing yes yeah. Wow, twenty years—that's that's unbelievable. Twenty years, yeah, yes. guys. And Congratulations we've on raised that. millions of dollars. We've impacted me, uh, um, tons of kids. You know, I give money to um, Fresh Start, which grants surgical mm-hmm. surgical gifts to kids, right? Whether you're born with a deformity or some tragic accident and stuff like that, and give kids cosmetically, a, you know, a, a new start in life. Uh, the Laureus Foundation, which is the Sports of a Good Foundation, which uh, you know, really sort of, I think, you know, we utilize sports to collect kids. That's the okay. one common language we all have, sports, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so you get kids off the street and you obviously, you know, teach them uh, things that are beneficial for the rest of their lives and stuff. So it's all, you know, about evolving kids. Has anyone come back for the 20 years that you've known in these situations that, oh my God, you've really helped and made an impact on my life? No, but I've had, yes, mm-hmm. I've okay. had kids. Okay. I, one kid I remember, you know, we helped him with some, I think of some scholarship uh, funds and stuff like that, and just walked up to me one day and said, 
I just want to say thank you, by the way. I'm at Stanford now. Oh, see, that's and what that's I want to know. That's a, yeah, great. that's a great. Yeah. That's a and great, that's all yeah. it takes is one right yeah, there. Let you me know? tell you what. It, it, uh, I mean, that's a poor percentage, but we try to reach more. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know what? It's like, yeah, I always, this is, a, this is one of the things I live by. You're rich by what you give and you're poor by what you keep, dude. You yeah. Know, we can't take it with us. And uh, I think the best feeling, that I've always said, the trophies get old, they get rusty and stuff, but what you do for your fellow man is lasting. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really important. So. Well, I'm glad you're still um, out there promoting and doing things. These are some of the questions I had, and you've answered them great today, by the way. It's just one of those things that I want to know, what is Mark Salen doing now, and are you still active in this? But it's that thing, even when you're off, out of the grand stage, you're not out the He's grand never, stage because yeah, you're never right, really because you're still no. promoting. But that's He's a such choice, a people though. Person. Right, but that's the choice yeah. that you made because most people they don't. Everyone just some people want to go and just do their own thing. Someone become recluse, some whatever. But. I I get people that are uh, upset at me because when I go to the Super Bowl, I was at the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. I, I did something for Unlocation, did something for Bank America, a company called Zebra, another company, um, another Unlocation event, um, and I actually stay beyond the time that I'm required. Because I want them to walk away with an experience, okay. right? Because I don't want them to come and say, you know, I was just a guy just walking through, right? Uh, they're not just extras in my movie. I try to make them feel like they're, you know, Part principles, of yes. Yeah, love that. That they matter and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. what's really right um, critical to me. I think it, it's a must. And my age doesn't necessarily always like it, but <laughs> but he doesn't it's understand. About the dollar, Mark. It's about yeah, the dollar. Yeah, he doesn't understand. That's why I get yeah. invited back all the time. That's true too. See, and that's yeah. that's the uh, you know that, that's important as well. So, but you get back because you get a good response, right? Uh, for for golf uh, events, you know, you you invite guys that understand it's not about them; it's about the other person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My goal. I'm going to Jerome Bettis's event, which is coming up pretty soon. My goal. For Jerome, I love him as a person, mm-hmm. what he does and stuff, great guy, is to get his group to say, hey, Jerome, i see you next year before you ask him how did they enjoy That's themselves. Great. That's yes. really great. Yeah. Is there anything we can do to help with that event? Oh, now, listen, it, my, it's been going so well. I've yeah. had such tremendous people and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I've got repeat business. Uh, Sean Carmichael, uh, Na- um, Navistar Trucking Company, he just bought five teams, $75,000. He's been supporting me for, I mean, God, I don't know how long. And he's the one that invited me to the game, he and my son. And so, okay. Uh, and, it, and there's other things that he pays me for to come and, you know, but that I didn't obviously want. Um, a gentleman by the name of Steve Lusso, who used to be the uh, CEO of Seagate Technologies, I mean, he's given me well over a million dollars. Wow. And he is the salt of the earth kind of guy you know what i mean and um he doesn't get a lot of he, he doesn't want credit wow he doesn't want credit uh, he just you know we we have a friendship he does this because i think he loves me and he wants obviously you know to help me out you know right with my vision to help others and stuff like that but i mean you, when you have relationships like that and, and and people like that that come back every single year you know uh it's 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 really what makes the our event special. That's you know? great. I don't have the the polka party anymore and the fashion show. I used to have a polka party and a fashion show at Lucky Strike in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Along okay. with the golf tournament. Now I do more of a um, a sit down with um, um, a, a round table with guys, and I kind of I have a surprise honoree and stuff like that. 
What does and, that consist uh, of, the round table, when you have them? Oh, it's me just, uh, you know, and really sort of talking like this about okay. real issues. Yeah, Nothing right. really, you know. Right. Yeah, guys need stuff. more of that, people. Because I always want <laughs> guys to talk about, you know, this is, we're talking about stuff that these people don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not stuff that everybody knows about. We're going to, you know, tell me something about, you know, how you felt at this particular time and stuff and what, you know, the, were you playing for your parents? For example, very few people, as much as I love playing for me, mm-hmm. I play for my parents. Okay. Right? I wanted everybody to know who my father was, right? I want everybody to know who my mother was, right? Because, you know, in our communities, a lot of single family, you right, know, right. single parent homes and stuff like that, I wanted everybody to know who Red Allen was, right? He was from Texas. He was the oldest of 11 kids. He had a challenging upbringing. And because of that challenge, he said, at a young age, if I ever have kids, it'll never be like that, right? Got it. He tells a story where he, um, his mother told him, go get your dad. He was at the bar gambling. Uh, and it was a two-mile uh, walk to go get him. And on the, on, the, on the return home, his dad barely said two words to him. And he said, man, and he had to be like 11 years old or something. And if I ever have kids, it'll never be like that. So his goal was to be a great father right. and dad, right? And so he's been this magnificent father, dude. And my mother's been incredible, right? The, the Some of the most amazing moments that I've ever had was when I won the Heisman Trophy um, back in uh, 81, guys. At that particular time, uh, they didn't have the format that they have now, right? Okay. right? Remember, now it's more suspenseful. They have four guys there and stuff like that. <laughs> 50 I, curve marshals yeah. in between. <laughs> they, they, they just actually walked me. I knew I'd won the day before because it was during a process of elimination, too. Herschel Walker wasn't in town. <laughs> Jim McMahon wasn't in town. I'm the only one in town, so I figured I won the award. But the day before, we, we, we called home, and I remember my mom. I said, Mom, we did it. And she's going nuts, right? And uh, I said, okay, well, let me speak to dad. Well, she said he can't come to the phone. I said, what do you mean he can't come to the phone? And she said, well, Marcus, he's crying. I said, oh, oh man. So I knew what that wow, was all about. yeah, right. And so that, it almost makes me tear up today and stuff, right, because that meant so much to me, right? Right. And then I remember at the Super Bowl, when we won the Super Bowl, I, I, you know, I was just named, uh, you know, the MVP of the game and everything. But I remember they showed my parents on TV which, you know, that's all I wanted, right? And then um, they also got interviewed by Phyllis George. Okay. That was more important to me than, you know, right. what transpired right. at the game and everything. And then the the Hall of Fame, right? My father was the third father ever to introduce his son. Most of them get coaches oh, wow. and stuff like okay. that. Yeah. Ronnie Lott, who was my best friend. His dad was the second. I mean, wait, what uh, do you mean they they does do they ask you or do like do you got to choose or they say hey you're no or they, yeah and most guys choose coaches okay, or yeah, writers right, or something right. like that it's which weird. I can never understand as much as I love <laughs> right. uh, my coach I mm-hmm. mean you know n- you know nobody comes before my dad right and so he was the third father ever right and I remember them coming to me at that time in two thousand three it was. Um, um, they, you know, allotted really 15 minutes at the time, right? And then they sort of exploded. Everybody was getting an hour apiece and stuff, and the show's gotten out of control. And now they kind of reeled it back in. Okay. But they were allotting 15 minutes um, uh, per person. And then, But they also had a deadline, too. But uh, they usually go alphabetical order, but they saved me for last in this one. And um, I remember the uh, the set producer coming to me and said, hey, Marcus, we're running low out of uh, 
out of time, you know, we're running low on time and stuff, and so you're going to have to be brief with your speech. And I didn't think about it. But he came to me a second time, and I, I looked at him and said, listen here, I don't, I don't care about, I said, I don't care about me, you better get my father on the air. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, that's, man. That's yeah. the only thing that matters. So I, I understand, because I had that great father-son relationship, that's why it's so important to have that great father-son relationship I get that. with the... With my son too, right. because if you raise your sons right, they'll grow up to be, you know. It holds a lot of weight. It yeah, holds a lot of weight. They'll you know? become a respectful young man. <clears throat> right. They'll know how to treat women. They'll know how to be, you know, uh, just good, solid citizens and stuff. And so a lot happens, I think, with the father-son relationship. Not that the other relationships aren't important, but um, you know, the dad is like. Uh, yeah, I learned something off of what you're saying um, from our one of our guests that we had a few weeks back. Um, it was that thing where he's, you know, he has daughters and just like myself. And he goes, you know, I open up the door because my mom was always like chivalry, chivalry, chivalry. Like, yeah. I mean, she would walk to a door even to this day where I'm talking about it. And all of a sudden she's standing by a door. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'll run over there and I'll go open the door for her real fast. I'm like, I'm so sorry, mom, like that. Because she always, always remember, like, you know, you're so woman, da, da, da. But he told, he told me, which I never thought about, that he opens the door for his daughters because he goes, I would expect a man that you date down the road. That's what I would want you to expect right. from them. Right. And I, I just started doing that for my daughters just recently because I never thought that exactly. way before. So, so they'll so. expect that whoever right. they get involved with to do the same thing. Yeah, they exactly. They're going to like, this guy's not. That's the thing. And yeah. it just, it just, I've never really saw that You're setting a in. standard to hire already so which mm-hmm. is a good thing because mm-hmm. yeah so i'm on it we got so i did room. that with my girls um the first time she went on a date um her boyfriend dropped her off because they were still dating to this day so mm-hmm. she's um 16 goes on her first date and of course i'm waiting for her to get home um and he drives away before she gets oh. in the house oh yeah you i got, said yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she walks in the door i said get him on the phone right now. And she's like, what? And I said, how does he know you made it in the house safe? Right. How do you, how does yeah. he know I'm home? You could still yep. be standing out there. Get him on the phone right now. She's like, don't embarrass me. I said, if you don't get him on the phone, I'm going to school tomorrow and I'm going to embarrass you there. Oh, I love it. So get him that. on the phone. She Ooh. gets him on the phone. I'm scared of you. I, yeah. said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, Hey, you dropped my daughter off for a date. Do you have a good time? Yeah. You might want to come back and make sure that she got, got inside. Can you come? Yes, Miss Villamore. So he comes back oh, to the house. So and I said, don't ever leave this house. If you don't have the common courtesy to get out and walk her to the door, at least yeah. make sure that she makes it in the house yeah. before you freaking drive away. Oh, and by the way, I noticed you didn't open the door for my daughter Oof. either. Don't ever not <laughs> open it. So now to this day, he opens her door and my door. I'm I know like, this guy, right? Thanks, Drew. Oh, I'm going to yeah, be giving him Drew. a lot of help yeah. when I see him next time. But it... To me, I was just well, I'm glad like, you said it, though. Yeah. But, I, but I have to. Those are my girls. And, you have and to. I have Absolutely. to teach them that, hey, this is how I feel like you should be treated. So, um, and I open the door for, for my man. If yeah. he opens the door Agreed. for me, I'm going to reach across and open the door for him. So I've also taught them, like, hey, if you can, reach across and open the door for him. Always. Like eating, I think that I'm very, like, old school, like dish up. Dish him up first and make sure he's set, and then you grab your plate. I love that. So, there's one thing she said. Did you ever, when you were younger? <laughs> I mean, you probably since you know, girl used to go over there and have to unlock the door. 
And guys would go, oh, she really likes me. You know, it was like, <laughs> no, it was like a thing. No, no. seriously. It was like, I think they did a movie about this. But if the guy goes there and pull, like unlocks, because she's sitting in this passage after you shut her door, then she'll go, open it up. It's like, it's a sign of saying, oh, uh, she really likes me. No. Like that. So because it's consideration. You know, she likes you enough to be considerate. Well, back you to had, like a common courtesy. You had, you had a car in high school. I, no, I know. Look at what a lucky I didn't get mine until my senior year, Marcus. So. <laughs> well, and I paid for my stop, car, by hey, the way. stop bragging, dude. I paid Come for <laughs> my car. I, really, I worked hard for it, though. So, yeah. So, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, dude. Uh, Marcus, like, I just have my yeah. bicycle. I just hey, know. Was she a front rider or the back rider? <laughs> no, we had yeah, we had a two seater right there. Oh my god, that's so great. Yeah, I feel like it's all, just all these little things that we kind of like set the standards. So yeah. we have to like teach them. You know, yeah. do you feel like those standards are done? I mean, I know that we, us three, are still instilling it in our kids. But do you feel it's a dying art a little bit? I hate to say it, but kind yes, of, you know? I think I think yeah, I think communicating without the phone is a dying art. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's very like, true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, feminism and stuff, and you know, it's I know it's probably a sore subject, but I just think it's just divisive. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's I just true. think it's divisive. I mean, it's um, sort of a socialist and communistic thing, right? I mean, it's just creating division. I don't. I don't like anything to create division between, um, you know, men or women, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. guys or you know, groups or whatever. I mean, anything that creates division, and this is what our world is all about right now. It's just things that create division. Yeah, you know. It but it's like it's it's so easy. That, like uh, that. I'm sorry. That go ahead. that government only has an answer for. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's so easy if we just like you said. I feel like lines get skewed when people don't communicate correctly. It's like like yeah. as simple as like you just said the feminists or whatever. It's like if I'm with a girl or a woman who says and I open the door for her and she scoffs at me, I'm yeah. like, hey, that that's what I'm yeah. still going to do. I'm going to do it again for you, right? You know, that's, but yeah. but just voice me, hey, I, thank you, but that's I don't need that. I'll take that as a okay. You know, that's fine. I get that. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm I'm doing it for me. <laughs> This, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just waiting for my mom. She's probably no, but I, somewhere. I'm doing it for me. You don't like? I mean, I'm, right. this is you know, this is how I was right. raised. Agreed. So I'm just doing it for me. I yeah. mean, so if you don't want to appreciate it, that's all right. Get your stung. I'm gonna still do it. I'm yeah. not gonna stop doing it. Get yeah. your stung started young. Yeah. So I say all the time. So oh yeah. yeah, let me tell you what. That's one of the things he does. He'll he'll uh, open a door and let people in. He'll hold a door yeah. and stuff. And I always felt so good yeah. doing that. I as a feel kid. like those little things go a long way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah, always tell the being a gentleman. Yeah. All those um, things, you know, lips eye contact. Eye. Yeah. That's, yep. For yep. Sure. Um, I, my girls, I don't want them to have like a limp handshake. I'm like, you shake, shake their hand, you know, look them in their eye. Right. Like it means something. Right. It's surprising so. when you get that from a woman too, because I feel like, you know, as a guy, you want to go in and when they squeeze hard, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited because I go, wow, they know it. They got this down. This is a strong woman. Jamie's a protector. She's this one. Ooh, I'm scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, I stay at her house when I come to town. I lock myself in my room. Do I you go, really? Please don't bother me. <laughs> you know there's a pistol she in that come, top right, door. She comes up the other day and like, there was this fire gun. All of a sudden I hear, McKenna, blah, blah, blah. And I go, lock. I don't care if it's a fire brewing down. I ain't going out there with her yelling. What else do you want to ask this amazing um, man? I just want you to know that we're so grateful for yeah. your time. Well, I know no, that you're busy and you that guys. you're in town, so I want to be mindful of that. And, well, I appreciate um, it. Thanks for having me, though. Yeah. I mean, I really have enjoyed you. it. Uh, and it was early, uh, earlier with John, and we yes. had a great time on there, and now with you and stuff. And 
as I said before, I couldn't say no to her, you know. And right, it's, now right. it's nice meeting you as well. Well, and thank stuff you, like Marcus. That, so, I mean, yeah. next time I get a photo with someone who's them, I'm a Marcus Allen. I'm Marcus <laughs> Allen, man. No, yeah, I'm going to own it. No, so. you, yeah, you go, hey, you're, you're a Franco guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have my fairness. Yeah, I don't hey, go third, back, but I have my 32 is good, though. That's yes, like thank that. you very much. I was about to say that. I was a big USC fan, though. Yeah, man. big USC fan. Yeah, so, awesome, yeah. awesome. We are so appreciative, Marcus. Thank you. You're an amazing man and thank gentleman. You. And I mean, just like, just if you want to plug anything right now, by the way, I know you said golf event. What is your next big charity thing coming up at the moment? Uh, the Tim Tebow Foundation, which is an amazing event that okay. he gives. Uh, and uh, what is it? TPC Sawgrass. And, okay. Uh, Ponte Vitra. Are we talking March, April? When is this March. happening? March. Okay. Yeah. His, All right. His, his, he has a wonderful event. He's tackled human trafficking. He's oh, I so love many, that. Yeah. So many subjects. To, uh, also, I think a night to shine, which is for um, uh, kids that, that um, Down syndrome and stuff like okay. that mm-hmm. that don't experience those kind of events and stuff. He gives them in, this incredible night where they really enjoy themselves love and that. stuff like that. He's a great guy and right. stuff, and uh, I know people are critical, and they say, guy can't be that good, but he is that good. <laughs> right. And I love him. He's such a great person and stuff. So that's my next event I'm going to. Love that. Ah, and then where can we find you? Are you on social media, Instagram? or? The wife's on that. I, okay. I, I, don't, even, <laughs> I don't even take care of that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, okay. you know, I'm too old for this. This, this is a man about okay. town. He's like, Mark's like, I'm a man about town. Yeah. I don't need social media. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I respect that. I, yeah, I, I like it. I All right. Well, that. thank you, Mark. Uh, Jamie, anything you need to plug before we head out today? Uh, shout out to Houtzer for my amazing hat. They're always hooking me up with some dope gear. We'll have to send you some some hats, some shirts okay. for your son. Yeah. No, you're going to have to take me shooting. That's what oh, yeah. I, have to I do will that. definitely do that. Right. Yeah. I would love to. Did you say a 50 caliber? I was shooting a, a, a bear at 50 cal in Ooh, Texas. I saw that. It was pretty powerful. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big gun. It's yeah. heavy right? for, for, yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I would, there's one girl that one she can one-arm it and shoot it. I was like, oh, that's crazy. not so much one for me. One-arm? Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's, she's a big girl. Not not big she, like she must have some guns. I yeah, mean, no yeah. pun intended, right? Yeah, she she's must... beautiful. <laughs> I was wow. like, whoa. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So, all right, guys, yeah, and I'm supporting uh, bus mobbers today. Found them in uh, L.A. to support the uh, Hispanic um, art culture, street art culture. So I told them I'd wear one of their hats today. Cool. And um, yeah, you can find us anything at Dating Intelligence uh, at social media. And uh, I guess that is our show. We have the great Mark Sound today. This is a treat. I'm my telling pleasure. you. Oh my Thank God. you guys very yeah. much for having me. Yeah. Thank now, you. now I can my kind pleasure. of like go. It's Mark Sound on the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whatever. Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs>